Good morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Great to have you along with us. On this Tuesday, we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at anydelta.com or Delta Dental Covers Me. And we are delighted to say that back in the studio, after what uh, was a long hiatus, Dan Weed from uh, Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street in Concord, WeedFamilyAutomotive.com, and on Facebook, and uh, all over the place. And Dan, welcome back. Ken, good to see you. And I know, being the snowmobiler that you are, uh, you must be excited about what's happened over the last couple of days. Uh, I am, yes. It, it's a, a great bonus for the, the clubs in the area uh, who have worked uh, diligently and so so hard to get the trails ready for this uh, and just kept you know hitting all these little uh, setbacks, if you will. You know, We had that bad windstorm yeah. uh, late November, oh, I believe We are well aware here at WKXL <laughs> about that windstorm, uh, yes. And... Uh, and I don't think I've seen you since then, but uh, that is true. <laughs> you know, so they, they were still uh, clearing trees from the trail system, getting that all clear, cleaned up, and ready. And uh, it has just been a, a challenge this entire uh, fall season to get everything in place and, and and ready to go for the clubs. Yeah, I'm sure it has been. But uh, this could be. I know it's it's coming late, but but you know early enough so. Uh, that you might be able to get some enjoyment out of for you know a couple of months. Uh, that's what we're hoping. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. got a, a, thinking probably a, a solid foot across most of the state yesterday. Yeah, uh, with another six to ten, I'm told, coming in. Uh, uh, that's what we hear tomorrow night and Thursday. Yeah. So, so it, it'll make for a, a great uh, start for the season for guys to get the groomers out, get the trails ready, and whatnot. So uh, we're looking forward to it. And, and it's really been quite some time since you've had a really, in, in the southern and central part of the state anyway, a, a really good uh, you know snowmobile season. Yeah, exactly. You know, So last year we got out a little bit, got the groomers out here and there in between a couple of the storms. But you know, looking back, it's been six years or more now since we've wow. had a, a what I would describe as a, a solid winter yeah. in the southern part of the state. And uh, even up north, you know, uh, the last two years in a row, uh, the northern clubs who typically go to the middle of April or so were done in the middle of March. So they had an early end to their season, yeah. you know, as far north as Pittsburgh, Errol, Colebrook, and, and, and those areas. So uh, really the, the weather pattern changes affected everybody. And you, know, you stop and think about just the snowmobile industry alone and what it brings into New Hampshire for tourism. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. I would venture a guess it's in the hundreds of millions of dollars at this point. Yeah, uh, between you know food, lodging, gas, sure. uh, buying the equipment, clothing, and everything else that goes yeah. along with it. Uh, and those people that you know turn around and take it a step further that have actually bought camps up north or cabins oh, yeah. on the lake and absolutely uh, come up there in the wintertime to enjoy that for you know skiing and snowmobiling. So uh, it's a huge bonus to our economy and it's, and something that our economy relies on. Now, I mean, the, the ski areas haven't suffered as much in recent years because you can you can make snow if, if the weather conditions are correct. But you're not going to make snow for all the trails, all the how many miles of trails? Uh, over uh, 7,000 7, miles, miles in the yeah. state. Yeah. You're not going to make snow for 7,000 miles of trails. Uh, that is for sure. So I know the snowmobile industry has suffered. And as a result, as you pointed out, as a direct result, the economy of the state uh, suffering in, in that regard. 
And uh, but the ski areas have have stayed open. Uh, maybe not the booming seasons they've had, but they're having a great season this time around. Yeah, this is a, yeah. a, a real bonus for them because yeah. I've seen some friends had posted on Facebook and stuff. You know, they're skiing and going up the chairlift, and under the chairlift, there's nothing but grass and and whatnot yeah. other than on the slopes you know and this yeah. was even up to a month or so ago because they they got hit hard with all the rain and whatnot and oh yeah so yeah. uh you know the, yeah they have the the ability to make the snow uh but again they have to wait for the weather to cooperate as well but it, it's starting to be like an old-fashioned winter yes we'll uh, take it for for us here in in the granite state maybe global warming is over maybe that's a thing of the past now <laughs> we don't have to talk about it anymore Dan Weed is with us from uh, Weed Family Automotive. They are conveniently uh, located at 124 Store Street in Concord. And, uh, Dan, what's, what's going on in the automotive industry? Uh, so, uh, as we all know, social media is, well, uh, good good and bad. And uh, so one of the guys at the shop, Bobby, brought this up to me. He somehow caught wind of this thread. Uh, and it's on the Live Free or Die 603 Born uh, group. And they got on to talking about the state inspection program. And uh, I'll read you a little excerpt from this, and then we'll go on from there. But uh, this gentleman went on to say, the New Hampshire state inspection stickers have to be the biggest, and I can't say this word, joke on the planet. Uh, (laughs) Excuse me, sir, we notice you're missing a slight paint chip from your driver's door, uh, side door, and on top of it, you're going to need to about $1,000 worth of repair in order for us to put a sticker on it. Then literally down the street, another person will say, yeah, you need to fix your wobbly windshield wiper for $50, and we'll throw a sticker on it for you. Good to go. Uh, biggest money scam on the planet. I think all these car dealerships are blanking retarded. And for the most part, uh, if you know somebody, just grease their palm a little bit, and they have to throw a sticker on. Uh, it's not even a nationwide requirement to have this uh, inspection sticker. So much for live free or die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there are, are states that simply don't have inspections but we do and i'm glad we do uh here in new hampshire or i, or I can just imagine some of the uh, dilapidated vehicles that you would find uh you know on on the streets of uh you name the town anywhere in in the granite state mm-hmm. if you didn't have to uh, pass inspection and uh you know i i for the first time I took my uh, not for the first time I took my vehicle to Weed Family Automotive, but uh, in December I I took my my vehicle there and got it inspected, and my birthday's in February, so right. I'm good. You're good. I don't go. have to worry about it in in February. So you can do that uh, three months in advance. Yeah, up to three yeah. months in advance, you can uh, yeah. you know beat the curve, so to speak. Yeah. So uh, so I'm all set, and uh, you can do the same thing. Take your vehicle to Weed Family Automotive, get your your sticker, and uh, hopefully uh, it'll pass. And uh, if not, they will let you know and uh, make the necessary uh, changes so that uh, so that it will. So it's a convenient thing. But uh, there, but it's amazing how many states do not have inspection programs. Oh, there's quite a few. I yeah. think there's only 15, maybe 20 states that have some sort of inspection program. Really? Yep. Oh. Uh, and a, a lot don't have a safety inspection, but a emissions inspection or emissions test. Uh, I believe Arizona uh, does an emissions test, which is good for two years. So, and mm-hmm. I mean, every year, our legislature and our people within the state, uh, somebody seems to pass some sort of legislation or try to pass legislation to do away with the inspection program. Uh, and I, you know, there's always two sides to it to, to look at it. And of course, reading through this particular thread, uh, you know, some of the comments were pretty interesting. You know, 
One says here, I would like to know why our vehicles have to have a thorough inspection in order to drive on town and state roads, but the town and state roads don't need to be inspected for the safety of our vehicles. Well, I mean, there's there's a point, yeah. but uh, yeah, it do- doesn't excuse the fact that the, the cars have to be inspected. Right. And, and really, uh, it, it works to the benefit of the owner because for what, 35 or $40, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you're going to be, if you do have an issue, you're going to be made aware of it and it probably will save you money down the road. In, in the long run, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's at that point, it's preventative maintenance. Uh, yeah. You know, but some of these people were just hung up on the fact that, well, I brought it to one shop and they told me I needed this repair. I brought it to another shop and they told me I didn't need anything. Uh, and that seemed to be so, sort of the common theme of a lot of uh, the posts. I thought one in particular was kind of funny. He said, haven't had my truck inspected for three years, LOL. Make the roads go through a strict inspection and I'll get my truck inspected, plain and simple. <laughs> yeah. Was uh, that a New Hampshire comment? Uh, yeah. 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 These three um, years, they haven't been caught? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, another guy went on to say, I must say I did state inspections for over 30 years and not once did rip off anybody. Uh, and if you could see what I've seen, I'm glad they have them. You know, yeah. so there's somebody in the industry. And, yeah. of course, we see it as well. But I think, you know, where the problem comes in, uh, and we see it a lot, is I'll call it perception. You know, we talk about different levels of severity in our life. You know, you go to the doctor and, well, how bad does it hurt on 1 to 10? Well, my pain level of five is might probably a lot different than your pain level of five. Yeah. So yeah. if that oil leak is on a one to 10 scale or one to five scale, all right, somebody's n- number three is different than somebody else's number three as far as the severity of the leak. Yeah. So how, yeah. how do you standardize that process and, and take the, if you will, the perception out of it? Uh, and, and so we were talking about it. We had a conversation at the shop. And because we've run into this before ourselves, you know, somebody's brought a car to us that said, well, it needs this and this. And, and we looked at it and said, we really don't see an issue with it. And we've had cars that come out of our shop that we said need work, went somewhere else. And the other shop said, no, no, doesn't need it at all. But are they seeing the same thing that we're seeing? So we started to have a discussion and we're, we haven't made the the complete changes yet. Uh, it's still a, a work in process for us. but. We're starting to document everything. You know, if we tell them the ball joints are loose, all right, it's not just a matter that they're loose, but all right, what's the specification on that ball joint? So let's say it's 20,000, and we're going to measure it, and it's at 40,000. So we have a standard to give you and to go by. There you go. And I think people just want some kind of proof that there is, uh, you know, uh, an issue. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That is not fabricated. So, so there you go. But uh, there's no fabrication, folks, at Weed Family Automotive at uh, 124 Store Street in Concord. You can trust them. And uh, make an appointment right now, 603-225-7988. Get your inspection done three months in advance. And then take the worry out of that when your birthday rolls along. Uh, you know, because now I'm just looking forward to my birthday. I don't have to get my car inspected in February. Just registered. That registered, yes. <laughs> we will uh, take a break. Dan Weed is our guest from Weed Family Automotive. We will be right back after these words. WKXL NHTalkRadio.com. Stand by for more terrific excitement. <laughs> Welcome back. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL NHTalkRadio.com. Great to have you along with us. 
Dan Weed is here from Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street in Concord. Conveniently located. It's going to be conveniently located to a number of new uh uh, you know, restaurants, uh, whatever's going up there. I know there's a 110 grill yep. being built uh, within a stone's throw of where you are. And uh, I, I don't know what else is going up. Is that a Starbucks or yeah, so uh, I, Starbucks? I, I know. That, uh, I, I saw the posting recently, and I don't remember all four of them. So oh, there's four. I thought there was just going to be two, uh, yeah. which was what was initially uh Provided, yeah. but yeah. So a one ten grill, yeah. The Starbucks, yeah. Uh, an Xfinity uh, mobile store, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And I don't know what the I don't uh, remember what the fourth uh, one. A is. mystery fourth yes. store will be going up there, but it's it's right there in front of the uh, you know the area where Market Basket is located, and Burlington, and Marshalls, and a state liquor store, which yeah. you know I don't know anything about, but uh, <laughs> I've I've seen it there. Well, anyway. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Dan Weed, conveniently located at 124 Store Street in Concord. Anything else that we, we should know about? Well, I think, you know, we were talking about the inspection program and, and you know, everybody, let's take the perception out of the car repair thing. And, and I think it transcends throughout the entire industry. You know, again, you can go to three different shops and get three different answers. Yeah, yeah. And But how do we, you know, tie that back to the inspection program and be able to say, all right, you're going to go to three shops, and they're all going to tell you the exact same thing based on the standards that are out there. And I think we have to look at, uh, again, the the process and procedure of the inspection. Because if you go to uh, Massachusetts and a lot of other states, uh, when they do your inspection, they have to have that inspection machine in the bay with them. And that entire inspection is actually video recorded. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Which, uh, that, that was one of the... Uh, proposals that we had seen at one point in time but uh obviously in the live free or die state uh got shot down pretty hard yeah but uh, yeah you have to do the ins- entire inspection and, and it's all video recorded wow. for you that is something so that you know if there is something found you have video evidence of it and so we were trying to take this back to our shop and say all right wh- you know I'm not, i don't want to video the whole inspection but if we find something wrong, yep. take pictures of it, document it, put the specifications in, so you have something hard and fast to go by. That if somebody does take it to another shop, right, and they say, "No, Weeds is trying to, you know, scam you for this," uh, and they come back and say, "You know, this other shop said there's nothing wrong with my car." Well, here's what we saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's uh, so. Have you implemented that yet, or uh, uh, we are starting to? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so we have yeah. a. a digital vehicle inspection uh, program that we're starting to use. Uh, and we can also take these pictures that we uh, use for documentation and send them off to our customers as well. So mm-hmm. this is something new for us. Uh, it's been in the industry for a while, and we're just kind of trying to wrap our head around it and, and get used to this new process. But we hope that it, it helps that, you know, if you do, if we do fail it for inspection at our right. place and you happen to take it somewhere else and they say, no, absolutely not, you know, there's nothing wrong with this car. Yeah. Uh, then at least we can say, this is what we saw, this is why we failed it for inspection. You have the evidence. We, we have the documentation and, yes. and evidence to go with it. Yeah, wow. I, I did not realize that Massachusetts, uh, you know, uh, videos all the inspections that are yeah. that, that are taking yeah. place. Wow, that, that is something. Uh, had, had no knowledge of that, but uh, it was shot down in New Hampshire, but you're going to implement your own 
program. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and just taking pictures. And if we yeah. can take a video, we'll do that and yeah. part of our digital vehicle inspection process and be able to use that if, you know, a customer has any questions about it. And again, this is what we see, you know. Uh, we've written for our purposes a uh, procedure for a particular front end component. Mm-hmm. It's called the control arm bushing. And uh, some of the manufacturers have specifications or an inspection process for it. Some don't. And there are, you know, we've seen cars come in with control arm bushings that are just flopping in the breeze uh, and others that are just starting to crack and really doesn't cause the suspension to change much. So we came up with a process and procedure within the shop that says, all right, at this point, we're going to fail a control arm bushing because it truly affects the alignment of the car. Whereas if it's just cracked or split, all right, we're going to let you know about this because it's something coming up down the road because it's not obviously not going to fix itself. So And, and uh, what is the name of it again? A control arm bushing. So uh, it, it's a, a bushing that mounts on your front steering components okay. or suspension component. Yeah. It holds the control arm to the chassis of the vehicle and allows it to have movement in it as well. And mm-hmm. it's a piece of uh, it's a metal encased piece of rubber mm-hmm. with a mounting sleeve in the middle. And it, and it usually runs a bolt up through it and just holds that whole suspension component mm-hmm. to the frame. So there's uh, that bushing moves and flexes and twists, and over a period of time, it does wear out and, and come apart. So that's one of the things that we look at for inspection. And we see so often that a car has been somewhere for oil changes repeatedly and or inspection, and all of a sudden it comes in and we see it, and this control arm bushing is just flopping in the breeze or ready to come apart. And so we have developed a process and a procedure that, all right, at this point, we're going to let you know that it's starting to wear. And at this point is where, all right, it's going to fail the inspection process and it needs to be replaced. Mm-hmm. And in the past, we've seen, we've been able to replace just the bushing, but it now has become more cost effective to replace the entire control arm with new bushings in it. So that's typically the way we do when we have to replace those control arm bushings. But again, we've seen some come in from other shops that, but but it's not something that uh, a, a driver or a typical driver anyway would would be aware of. No, and that's yeah. just it. You know, a lot yeah. of you know even you know when it comes to ball joints and tie rods and things like that, that when it does get to that point where it fails inspection, right? Uh, a lot of times it's not something that you will notice or feel. It's just something that we test as part of the inspection process and say, all right, and and the manufacturers have. Uh, procedures to be able to test and check these. You know, in the case of ball joints, and it depends on the manufacturer, uh, some of the manufacturers say no play at all is, is acceptable, and some say 20 or 30 thousandths is acceptable of play. Mm-hmm. And so each one is different, the tolerances are different, and it depends on what you're looking for. And so we have to have access to that information to be able to do that inspection properly. Yeah. And you know, many people I'm sure think uh, their car is is going fine and and will for a long period of time, mm-hmm. uh, and have have no idea what what's going on uh, under the hood, as as it were. Exactly. And, and I, I think most people are in that in that same boat. And the other good thing is, I mean, if you are you know, and we've talked about this before, if you're trying to make a determination about whether uh, you should get the work done. Or perhaps, uh, you know, trade the car in, look for another. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you do it in advance of, of the uh, inspection date, you have a little time to think about it. Exactly. Don't yeah. wait till that last minute. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, human nature is that we put it off and put it off and put sure. it off. Sure. And, but, you know, if you have the ability to do it, you know, in our case, up to three months in advance, and it gives you time to make that decision whether, 
are we going to keep the car? Are we going to fix the car? We're going to trade it in. What, you know, what, what yeah. exactly are we going to do? You know, what what is the uh, future plan for this vehicle? Right. Exactly. Well, I'm uh, I'm going to hit ten years pretty soon. Awesome. I'm going to hit ten years pretty soon. I want to get to that three hundred twenty thousand mark. Because <laughs> you told me at one time that what, the uh, car with the most mileage you ever worked on was like three hundred twenty thousand right miles. There, yeah. I want to exceed that. Okay. <laughs> and and with the help of Weed Family Automotive, I think I can do it. We'll, we'll I just have there. to live that long. <laughs> the car may exist, but <laughs> but uh, at any rate, Dan Weed is here from Weed Family Automotive. And uh, speaking of that, uh, what about new new cars are they uh, you know sales of new cars are they starting to get back to normal i've seen some industry posts and, and i i'll call it mixed reviews right now yeah. there's still a chip shortage out there there's still problems getting inventory it's getting a little bit better but certainly not to the degree uh that you want it to be um and of course some local dealer yesterday uh on the side of 89 lost five of their new cars <laughs> i saw that yeah oh man that that was really something up in warner i think yeah, right exactly. yeah car fell off the 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 uh the vehicle carrying what maybe 10 and they lost five of them uh there, there, i like? think there was five or six on the carrier altogether the, oh, okay but the one that was on top over the truck uh came off and was oh, okay. catapulted yeah. forward yeah I I, off, I I try to avoid if I'm driving behind one of those things. <laughs> I I try to switch lanes as soon as I can. I'm always thinking one one car is going to fall off. But uh, at any rate, it did yesterday in uh, in in bad weather conditions uh, in Warner. So uh, you know, and they that that really it must have take, taken quite some time to and and uh, you know untangle that mess. Yeah, it was quite quite the uh, oh, process. Yeah, I guess so. Has. Having seen the pictures on TV, that was uh, a real mess off uh, 89 in Warner, which is not a, a fun route to be on uh, during inclement weather. No, it's not a great great, great road to begin with, but uh, I, I certainly know that uh, if the truck goes off the road, the roads had to have been pretty bad and, and or he was going excessively fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dan Weed with us from Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street in Concord. You can make an appointment right now. Bobby and Ronnie standing by, 603-225-7988, or you can check them out and make an appointment at WeedFamilyAutomotive.com. We'll take a break. Kale & Company continues after these words on WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental, Dan Weed is here, the car doctor, and uh, Dan will uh, help you with any kind of uh, repair that you need at uh, Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street in Concord, and uh, I don't know if we can talk about what we're talking about off the air, but, uh, you know, as you say, every, every year... Uh, and something comes before the legislature where they want to get rid of the inspection program right. for, for New Hampshire. And so you, you were telling me that, uh, you know, there, there was one time uh, that you, you said, yeah, yeah, let's let's get rid of it. You took kind of a different tact and you you surprised all your fellow shop owners or, uh, you know, any place, uh, gas stations that do uh, inspections. You, you, su- you surprised. You took those people by surprise. Uh, I did. Yeah. So it was one of the uh, transportation committee uh, hearings that they were holding uh, with a bill that had been sponsored by one of the state reps to uh, repeal the inspection program. And uh, 
so I look at, uh, I've got friends all across the country with shops in different states that don't have an inspection friends program. Friends in low places. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm famous with them too, so. <laughs> and, you know, so I took a different approach and I said, yeah, let's do away with the inspection program. And I think every jar at the table it dropped. dropped yes, and yeah. like, what do you mean do away with the inspection program? And I said, well, let's go back to human nature. It's our human nature to put things off as much as we possibly can. And in the case of your car, most of the time, you know, for the better part of the population, people take good care of their cars and are proactive, which is with the repairs, which is kind of what the inspection program does. It, it keeps it as a proactive or maintenance repair rather than an emergency or breakdown repair, which is typically two or three times as much. So do away with the inspection program, great. And you'll instantly, well, I shouldn't say instantly, but over a period of time, we're gonna start to see those repair costs skyrocket. You know, They've gone up substantially the last couple of years, but now all of a sudden you take a maintenance repair that might be four or $500 and make it an emergency repair or a breakdown. And now you have to deal with possibly towing yeah. uh, and then whatever damage was done above and beyond the original, what would have been a proactive or maintenance repair. So now you've doubled or tripled the cost of that repair by adding those factors into it. And I, I told the committee that, I says, go ahead and tell your constituents that you just cost them two to three times much money in car repairs and see how that works out. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, because, as you know, human nature is that unless something has fallen off or, you know, something you, you break down by the side of the road or, you know, uh, even worse, uh, you know, it, uh, it's going to cost you more money than it uh, than it would if you had done the repair, uh, you know, when it was when it was due. Right. And, yeah. then, you know, I think if we take a look at, you know, again, my friends in other states, so they don't have an inspection program. Yeah. But they provide a, an inspection service, uh, you know, whether you do a yearly, two years, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but that is also based on a certain fee. Now, the state inspection for typically $40, $50 is a pretty darn good value because you're spending almost an hour looking that car over, yep. typically, mm -hmm. and going through it making sure everything's all right for 40 or $50 when your regular hourly labor rate is $100 plus dollars. So you get a pretty good value for the cost of the inspection itself. And what you tend, what you decide to do with the information given to you is entirely up to you, whether you have it repaired there, somewhere else, or you know, in some cases, ought not to do it at all. And which obviously has some repercussions as well. You know, we had a car in a number of years ago that uh, needed some ball joints. And wrote her up an estimate, gave her an estimate, and she opted not to do it, which is fine, We, you know, it happens. And it was sometime later, I got a call from a local body shop saying, hey, you had this vehicle in on such and such a date, we found your uh, customer's receipt on the front seat. Did they ever come back and have it fixed? And we said, uh, look in our history, no, just that time they came in, and, and at that time they had declined the repairs. So in the meantime, she had gotten into an accident because that component mm -hmm. had failed. And the insurance adjuster, I found, guess, found the paperwork in the vehicle, and they declined the insurance claim oh. because the car wasn't yeah. maintained properly. Yeah. So do away with the inspection program and multiply that by how many times because we waited too long to fix something. You know, and, and all of a sudden what happens, look at your insurance rates of Massachusetts, 
again, I hate to pick on them, but I'm going to. Go uh, ahead. Is, is a no-fault state and, and look at their insurance premiums down there. Yeah. So all of a sudden, that happens up here. We take away an inspection program that provides a preventative repair or maintenance type repair. Uh, all of a sudden, stuff's breaking down. you got all these extra insurance claims, and what happens to your insurance rates? It's going to skyrocket. Yeah. The premiums will go up and up and up. Or, you know, yeah. l- l- let me be l- even, I guess, a little more cynical about it, is that, all right, we do away with the inspection program. You don't fix something. Wheel comes off, whatever. And... You cause an accident. Yeah. Insurance company comes in, denies the claim, and now you're responsible for not only fixing your car, some whatever you hit, hopefully not another car, and hopefully somebody didn't get hurt. Right. Exactly. So you know, pay attention and uh, take your car in for an inspection, and uh, you know it did that. Doesn't always pass, uh, but you will know what's uh, what's going on with the inner workings of your vehicle, which uh, most of us have no idea what it, what it's all about under the hood. I will uh, include myself in that number, and uh, you know, so you know, once once a year, I don't think it's asking a whole lot, but uh, again, there, it's it's human nature in these states where they don't have inspections. I'm sure most people don't go in until. You know, they, they're having issues, right. serious issues. Until there's a, a bigger problem. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, and f- hopefully it's a, a shop that has got a, if you will, a courtesy inspection Yeah, that's part of their repair service. You know, we do it at the shop. and uh, Or you can buy a annual inspection service, if you will, but it's not going to be 40 or $50. I'm quite sure you it's probably going to be in the $100 range or more. Yeah. So, you know, for a... An, a, a Thorough evaluation of your car for forty or fifty dollars. I think it's a, a, a great bargain. Uh, and again, if you have questions about why it failed inspection, ask. You know yep. that, that that knowledge is powerful for you, and mm-hmm. your shop should be able to provide you with that information. You know, why did the brakes fail inspection? You know, all right, the brake pads were below the two thirty seconds minimum limit, mm-hmm. and you know maybe there's rust buildup on the rotors or something like that, but just ask the questions. To, you know, there are specifications for all this stuff that we go by, and the manufacturers a lot of times will set it out, and sometimes it's just plain common sense, too, that, you know, you grab hold of the wheel and you can move the wheel in and out an inch or two. You know, something obviously is dramatically wrong. Now, when we, when we buy a new car off the lot, how, how long should we expect the brakes to last? Well, it's going to depend on how much driving you're doing, what type of driving you're doing, and what you're using the vehicle for. I mean, if you're doing a lot of city driving and you're doing twenty or 30,000 miles a year in the city, it's going to be a lot different than twenty or 30,000 miles on the highway. Now, the wear and tear is going to be a lot tougher in the city driving. It, it is, yeah. yeah. So yeah. on average, though, Ken, uh, we typically see a, you know new vehicle, new brakes, We'll start, you know, needing them in the forty thousand to fifty thousand range, okay. typically. So that's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Has that improved over the years? Uh, it uh, it has, yes, yeah. uh, and partially due to the composition of the brakes. Of course, you know, back in the day we had the asbestos brakes and brake pads and brake linings, and that's long since gone. So they've gone to uh, different products, you know, ceramic brakes and and semi-metallic brakes and whatnot. And so that has helped the longevity of the brake pads, yes. What about uh, changing the subject here, supply chain? Has that uh, improved at all uh, over the uh, the last months? 
My, my immediate answer is, is, is no. No, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, we, we, and, and it's, it's it seems to be hit or miss. Uh, there are cer- certain things that you wouldn't expect that we'd be able to get have haven't been a problem. Your everyday stuff has been a problem. And we have one car at the shop. We have been waiting now for this is going on four weeks wow. for a suspension component from the manufacturer. From, from, from the manufacturer. The, yeah, yeah. 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 From the car manufacturer. Uh, and we still don't have a solid delivery date, so this car has been off the road for four weeks. Wow, yeah, and that is really something. And, and any signs of life that it's going to improve in the in the near future? Uh, n- Probably not. No, no. no. Uh, <laughs> Sad my, to say, it, it is. You know, yeah. And it, it I think goes across the entire labor market right now is that everybody is struggling to find the help that we need. Yeah, very true. Dan Weed with us from uh, Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street in Concord. 603-225-7988 is the number to call. You can even make an appointment online if you're shy about calling. Uh, You can uh, check them out at weedfamilyautomotive.com. And don't forget the longest-running series out there, Weed TV. That's right. (laughs) On uh, weedfamilyautomotive.com and on Facebook, you know, on Instagram? Yep, Instagram too. I See, I'm not, so I wouldn't know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Facebook is as far as I go, but uh, not even that far on Facebook. (laughs) Dan Weed is here. And uh, we'll be back to uh, to wrap things up, heading down the home stretch on this Tuesday. And if you missed any of uh, what you've uh, you know what we've stated or talked about so far, you can hear it again right after the seven o'clock news tonight, right here on WKXL NH Talk Radio. We're powered by Northeast Delta Dental. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Dan Weed with us from Weed Family Automotive, 124 Store Street in Concord. And uh, you can give them a call at 603-225-7988. And I understand, Dan, that you're uh, looking for someone to uh, work in your shop. Yeah, well, we've had a, a little staffing change going on, and so uh, we're looking for a technician to come on board with us, with our team, and somebody hopefully with... I'd like some experience behind them because uh, take that sort of lead role in the shop, hopefully, and we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, and again, we, we don't want just uh, everybody or anybody, so to speak. We're, we want that right person to fit in with our team and, and get along with everybody because we found out how important that is over the years. And uh, it's great to have a, a cohesive work environment. And we like to have a lot of fun with what we do, too. So. Well, there you go. That's that's all. That's what it's all about. Have fun, right? And uh, that's what we try to do here at WKXL as well. Uh, work and have fun at the same time. Uh, New Hampshire. Here's a story that's in today's Concord Monitor, headlined "Drive Free or Die." New Hampshire considers restricting pets riding on a driver's lap. <laughs> and uh, Holly Raymer from uh, Associated Press wrote the story, New Hampshire is the only state that allows adults to drive without wearing seatbelts. Uh, Want to use your dog instead? Go for it. For now. For now. <laughs> uh, while the state currently has no lapdog-related laws, the legislature is considering a bill that would make it illegal for someone to drive with an animal of any size on their person. The proposal is likely a long shot in the live free or die state, but 
it's generating plenty of debate. <laughs> so well, there are all sorts of uh, you know uh, ways that uh, you can be distracted while you're driving. I guess one of them, uh, you know, could well be a, a pet on your lap. No doubt. I'm, yeah. And I guess I'm kind of curious by the comments. So are there other states that have laws against having pets on your lap? I, I don't know. I didn't get that far uh, in the article, uh, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. What, and, what, are your, what are your thoughts, Dan, well, while, I, while I check it here? I, I guess I'm kind of curious about the whole situation because, I mean, we see it every day with a pet in the car. And I guess, you know, for me, having an animal in my lap while I'm driving, to me, kind of hinders your ability to make certain things happen in a timely manner. You know, that dog, depending on the size or cat, whatever it happens to be, you've got your iguana on your shoulder riding down the road. Who knows? Uh, it could be not a distraction, much like, you know, texting or, or a phone call, but it could limit your ability to run the wipers, run the lights, you know, yeah. do, do something you need to do to maneuver that car. Uh, and certainly we see it all the time. It's And it's not just, if you will, little dogs either. You know, that's, that's the first thing that comes to, to my mind is, uh, a dog in your lap because it's probably the most popular uh, but you know you get certain dogs you know let's say your german shepherd sitting in your lap while you're driving uh, <laughs> it kind of hinders your ability yeah. to do a lot of things but, uh, but then it also a little chihuahua then uh, you yeah. don't have to worry about it right but uh, again i've seen you know small dogs like that you know half out the window yeah but yeah at that point you know it's creating to me a blind spot uh, that you can't see the mirror you can't see out the window, you know, for visibility purposes. So I, I can certainly see somebody's point. Uh, I think you're going to have a hard time enforcing it. Uh, we've had dogs all our lives and whatnot, and uh, my kids have been active with animals, and particularly my, my youngest with uh, dogs in 4-H. And it was always interesting watching them uh, train the dogs because, you know, it really comes down to the person first. And so you train the people, then you train the animal. And a lot of people can't be trained. <laughs> that, that's very true. There is only one state that specifically prohibits drivers from holding animals on their laps. All right. California? No. Oh. Hawaii. Ooh, interesting. Hawaii, uh, of all places. So, uh, at any rate, let's see. Uh, I'm just trying to scan the article here. Uh, in New Jersey, pets and moving vehicles must be secured in a carrier or wear seatbelts. All right. The New Hampshire bill, which uh, subjects violators to $100 fines, does not go that far. So I guess uh, there would be a $100 fine if you're if, if this bill goes into uh, passes uh, in the legislature, which in this state it probably won't. Probably not in the live but, free and and drive state. It uh, it it probably won't. But uh, but it, it does. You know, uh, an animal in your lap does create to me. You know a distraction to some point and uh, I, I guess I can see the motivation behind it but what was the trigger point to bring this to the legislature to a bill you know was there an accident that was caused did somebody get hurt somebody right. killed uh, what's the, what's the driving force behind this yeah no pun intended. No pun, yes, I think there was. But, uh, <laughs> so we'll see how that bill does in the legislature. Yeah. I will make a bold prediction now that uh, it'll, it will not pass. If we don't have a, a seatbelt law in our state, you know, a, a 
pet lap or pet in your lap law probably won't go. It's going to be ITL, inexpedient to legislate. Right. So, so it's not even be, coming out of committee. It, it'll be ITL. <laughs> I, I, that's my guess. Uh, anyway, here in uh, the the live free and drive state of uh, New Hampshire. So uh, we we usually touch on EVs sometime during our conversation when we get together. And I see that Mercedes is looking to build their own EV charging network. Sure. Do you, do you think that's going to be uh, something? Uh, I mean, Mercedes is, is talking about it. Do you think uh, other car manufacturers might uh, uh, take that same road, as it were? It would be. I think it's a great idea because, you know, it gives the people that are buying that brand the ability to follow their charging network. And so you're not worrying about buying adapters or doing this or doing that. Uh, there was an article not long ago where Tesla was going to start, uh, if you will, selling the use of their charging stations to other manufacturers, you know, or other yeah. vehicle owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of people don't know this, but you pull up to an EV charging station, and guess what? you got to pay for it. Yeah. Oh, they think it's free? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, I believe at the... Uh, you know the welcome places in in Hooksett, the uh, you know where the state liquor stores are, and uh, you know, get some some great food and uh, go to the bathroom, whatever it might be. Uh, the rest areas in Hooksett, I think they're all uh, Teslas, right? They're yes, chargers, all, all Tesla all, charging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know you can get adapters that go from the Tesla plug to whatever vehicle that you have. Oh, you can get that already. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. And so those adapters are out there. But again, you know, you pull up to these charging stations, and I think Tesla, for a certain period of time, is free charging for, I'll say, the first year. Okay. And then after that, there is a fee for it. But if you had another type of EV, and you pulled up to a, a Tesla charging post... You're, you're out of uh, luck. <laughs> uh, you are, even if you have an adapter? or uh, Well, unless you have an account with them or something uh, yeah. to be able to pay for it. Now, right. a, a lot of the level one, level two, if you will, aftermarket chargers... Uh, again, it's a it's a, it's a pay for service, but they do have you know the adapters or different cords to be able to plug in for different cars. So okay, but uh, right now they're specifically just for Teslas, Teslas at the uh, rest areas. That's my understanding. Anyway, uh, I I have never checked one out since I don't have an EV of any kind. But uh, uh, at any rate, I, I see them in the, I've seen most casinos mm-hmm. and public garages in in general have EV uh, charging spots. Yeah, it's becoming yeah. more and more popular. Yeah. And, you know, I have to say that the state, through the Volkswagen settlement, received many millions of dollars from it. And it was my understanding that they were going to put that into uh, EV charging network. Uh, last I had heard that it was put out to bid and they got no bids on it. So I'm not sure where it stands right now. But certainly, I think, in our case, downtown Concord, would benefit from some EV charging stations in some key places. Yeah, I, you would think. Is there any? I mean, that's... Uh, uh, there's, I know at a couple of the hotels there's some EV yeah. chargers, but beyond that, you know, at your normal downtown parking spots, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Well, and speaking of that, uh, some people say that uh, U.S. charging stations must quadruple by 2025. Uh, when it's estimated that 7.8 million EVs could be operating in the U.S., so charging stations in just yeah, 2025, yeah. just a couple of years away, years out, right? It's not that far away, folks. They have to quadruple 
charging stations in order to be, to be able to handle all the vehicles that are out there. Right, and, and you got to stop and remember too that you know if you buy one, typically the first charger you get is for your house. Yeah. Uh, but then you go out and about, and you know I've talked to people that have bought the electric vehicles and. They bought it, you know, fortunately in most cases I see it, they bought it because it fits their lifestyle and, mm-hmm. and their everyday driving patterns. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so they might charge it once a week or whatever if they yeah. have to. And a lot of times they'll just plug it in overnight on a slow charger and, and let it build up overnight. But yeah, to to be able to satisfy the mainstream electric vehicle, we're going to need a lot more. I think quadrupling it is probably underestimated. Really? And, of course, then it goes out to what do you do with with the electrical grid and what improvements is that going to require yeah. or just the wiring around the average city yeah a lot of questions that need answers and we have the answer man here dan weed weed family automotive and uh dan thanks for uh being with us today we really appreciate it always very insightful and uh, entertaining and mostly informative well it's great and to be that- back it's been a, a, a while now and uh look to forward to be back soon and we want people to maintain the health and welfare of their vehicle and you can do so at weed family automotive 124 store street in concord give them a call make an appointment right now bobby and ronnie standing by 603-225-7988 or you can make the appointment online at weedfamilyautomotive.com dan thanks see you next appreciate it that's Kale and Company for Tuesday right here, WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, powered by Northeast Delta Dental.